0: Welcome to Cozying Up with a Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm so excited because I'm sitting down with one of my favorite influencers and content creators, Audrey Trollinger.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know why I'm struggling so much with that. No, I know. It's it's not the easiest. It's not very intuitive. It's not like, like that's what I'm saying. It, you would look at my name and you would think it's Trulinger or Trollinger You wouldn't think Trollinger. Trollinger. Yeah, Trollinger. Yeah.
0: Audrey Trollinger. Yeah.
1: Influencer,
0: actor who
1: moved to New York City very recently. You're coming up on one year. Coming up on a year. I moved here last summer, so last July. Uh, when I graduated college, so I and was, I've been following you since you
0: were in college. Yes, yes, yes.
1: That was the first time that we ever got connected. Was while I was still at Elon down in North Carolina. So tell me a little bit about your
0: like journey in your career because mm-hmm. you started while you were in school yeah. and you were pursuing acting in school,
1: right? Mm-hmm. So. With, like, the influencing stuff, that was, like, a secondary thing. That was never what I, you know, like, set out to do necessarily. Um, I went to school for musical theater. Mm -hmm. So I studied musical theater. The goal is to be on Broadway or do TV and film. um, And that's always what I wanted to do. But then while I was at school, um, TikTok became a thing. So it was the Charlie D'Amelio era of like Renegade and all of that. And so I started to make dancing videos <laughs> because it was like a joke. Like I was sophomore in college. We thought it was funny and it was fun. So we would learn the dances and do them like in my sorority house. I was living there at the time. And one of my videos popped off and I was like <gasps> – Which dance was it? It was th- like – no, such a random dance. Like a, not even a notable one, not one that anybody would remember. I couldn't even tell you what the sound was. But it was really random and it popped off and I was like, I'm famous. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it had like 5,000 likes and I was like, everybody in this city knows who I am. Like yeah. I, Because the next day I went to New York for New Year's mm-hmm. and I was like, everyone around here knows who I am. Like that was literally what I thought in my mind was like, oh my God, somebody's going to recognize me from TikTok. Mm-hmm. crazy that i even thought that in any way shape or form but i was like wow it was really big and then i was like i'm capitalizing so Mm -hmm. i started to make more i started to make more dancing videos and those did well but then i was like i don't really want to do this and i also i have a really tough time picking up choreography (laughs) so teaching myself those tiktok dances actually took me a lot longer than it would take the average person uh but you know i did a good job with them but I realized that people started to make videos similar to Vine. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Vine. I don't know if you remember Vine. I loved like, Vine. Vine R.I.P. was the best. It was the greatest. And honestly, after it got deleted, I would just watch Vine compilations on YouTube. That's all I would do. Like, because it brought me joy. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And so I was like, wait, people are making videos that are similar to those on here now. Mm-hmm. Like, should I try to make some? And so I started to make relatable, funny videos. And those were what skyrocketed. And those did super, super well. So then I just kept going and I kept doing it. And then COVID happened and we got sent home from school. And wow, so, so this was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. This was before COVID, mm-hmm. which is like crazy to even think that there was a world before Yeah, we that. think
0: of the world now as like pre-COVID, post-COVID. Yeah, literally.
1: It was just super weird. But it's like BC or (laughs) after death. Uh, But yeah, so it was before COVID and then COVID happened. We got sent home from school and it was kind of the most ideal situation for my influencing and, you know, content creation career Mm -hmm. because I just gained a massive following and I had nothing else to do but make videos. Right. So yeah, I just started – I I would try to at least post two or three a day. I was really, really on top of it because I knew that, like, it would turn into something huge. It already was something huge, but nobody was making money off of TikTok at this point. I mean, some people might have been, like, Charlie D'Amelio and, like, Addison Rae and stuff. But other than that, there wasn't really brand deals or anything. But then my – I guess it was like April of 2020, American Eagle reached out and they wanted to work with me. And they're like, what's your rate? And Mm -hmm. I was like, my rate? I don't know what you mean. Like, I don't know. And like, at least at the time, like you could kind of gauge a rate for like Instagram or YouTube. You could Google that. You couldn't Google. What do I charge for a TikTok? Like, I had no idea. So I told them $300. Mm Mm-hmm. I had probably hundred fifty thousand followers at the time, and yeah. I told them three hundred dollars. Great deal! They got a great deal, <laughs> and I knew it. I knew that they that I uh, undersold myself when they answered my email and were like, "Yep, good to go." I was like, fuck. "I could have charged but that them so is much good, more." Like
0: if you're starting out and you're like in college, like you
1: know. oh, I mean, hey, to me it was yeah. three hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I was thrilled. Yeah. But yeah, so like I started doing that, and then. Um, So then I signed with a manager, and I was started to, you know, get brand deals and stuff, which was fantastic. And then, yeah, I was just still in school until last year. So I graduated in 2022, and I got an agent for my acting stuff, and then I started auditioning last year, Um, and then I just recently booked a few things. I can't say what I booked, Ooh. but I did book a few things. So those are coming up. So which is great because like I was feeling really, really discouraged for the past year mm-hmm. because it was like I was auditioning for so many things and like all my friends were either doing like national tours or getting on Broadway. And here I am. I'm like, oh I'm like making videos in my room, which is cool and fantastic and amazing and you know in its own right is just is successful. Mm. But like to me, I'm like, wow, I'm really failing because I haven't. Booked anything yet?
0: Right. Um.
1: So that's how I was feeling, but luckily I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit of the uptick again. I think it it ebbs and flows, but totally. That's my that's my story. Wow.
0: Thank you. Going back a little to work with there. (laughs) Just going back a little bit when you were, you know, trapped at home or like in school, and you started making videos that were like more relatable or funny. Like, what was that type of content that really resonated with people?
1: (laughs) So the first thing. Well. I would do a lot of stuff about, um, like, liking guys in college. So, like, you know, like, fuckboys and stuff. So, I would make, like, funny things about that where, like, you know, it's, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I would use the sounds and then put funny captions over them. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I started to do stuff related to the pandemic. So... I started the Quarantine Chronicles. I don't know if you remember that, but I I played three different characters. So I played Karen who was the mom, Chad who was the son, and Jessica who was the daughter. I don't I don't think there was a dad at this. I've, there we always would mention the dad, but like it didn't he didn't actually exist. But basically I made like a whole Sketch of those three characters and then I would make a million different videos of them in different scenarios in quarantine. So then that ended up being, I I think it was like a 10 episode series. Like there might have been like 10 (laughs) of them. Uh, But they did really well. People loved that. Then I started to do, um, I I got bored obviously because it was COVID and I was a college girl sitting at home doing nothing. So... (laughs) <laughs> I – do you know the game Just Dance? I don't. I'm old. <gasps> you don't know, like, We on Just, oh, da- Just Dance well, I, on We? Yeah, I know that, yeah. But I've never so, done it
0: personally. Okay, got
1: it. So there's this one dance on – I think it's Just Dance 2, and it's, like, the song, Ra
0: rah, rah rasputi. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So there's really funny choreography to it where it's, like, hey, hey, and, like, rah, rah. I was 15 and it's really funny Mm -hmm. and I always loved that dance when I was younger playing Just Dance so I was like how about I learn this choreography and I do it every single day and film myself practicing it every single day and then make a video of me performing it. So then, people literally thought it was the. It, I mean, it was like the most unhinged, weirdest thing ever. But yeah, so I started doing that, and I made that. I made a video every day for two weeks of me doing the Just Dance choreography to Ross <laughs> and then it it culminated in me dressing up as Ross and performing it with a wig and a beard and a hat and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, think there's
0: a common theme in like. Like, blending your acting back yeah. then with your, like, social media content. 100%.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I love to play a character. And, like, I feel like with the Rasputin stuff, like, I definitely wasn't, like, playing a character. It was definitely me, like, until the end when I was doing that. And that was, like, so funny. But I love to make people laugh. I love to entertain. Like, you know, that's what I, you know, grew up doing. So that's really what I like to do on my TikTok. And, like, that's what fuels me creatively, like, is making these different characters and sketches and stuff. And, yeah, so I definitely fuse it together. Um, I also think, you know, anybody can make, like, a funny video that's, like, relatable. But if it's, you know, when you actually have, like, an actor doing it, I think it's, you know, it kind of steps it up a level. And I think that's why my videos, like, perform pretty well when I do that.
0: And how did you, like, balance, you know, your school and, like, kind of, like, content creation and making, like, so many videos all the
1: time? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Like, right now, like, now I look back and I don't understand how I did it. But it was kind of like, you know, with school, it was kind of, I would go to class – whatever I did in class, I could leave in class. And as long as I didn't have like a paper or homework, and then I could go do the content creation and then also have my social life. Um, And I also kind of like fused it all together. Like I would make vlogs and stuff, but also, you know, I would just look around me and think of how I could make videos efficiently. So like, say I was like in my car, I was like, oh, Let me make a Jeep girl video because Mm -hmm. I'm in my Jeep and I know what Jeep girls say. So let me just make fun of them, a.k.a. make fun of myself, which is me. It's half the time. If you ever see anything of me being like uh, POV that girl, typically it's me Mm -hmm. that I'm making fun of. Um, But it was it was tough, definitely. But like it wasn't impossible. And now I look back and I don't understand how I did it. But I think I just made time.
0: And for it. did, like, your social media fame, like, influence your, like, social life in school? Because I feel like in New York City, there's, like, tons of influencers, like, and mm-hmm. um, it's, like, easier because you're, like, living your life. But, like, yeah. if you're in a small town or in a small school, does that, like, play any role into...
1: It was, yeah, like, yes. <laughs> but I don't know how to describe it because it was, when I came back junior year... I probably had 500,000 on TikTok. So that was what I had at the time. So then everybody was like, oh, my God, Audrey, like, you're TikTok famous now. Like, you're TikTok famous And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel famous in any way. Um, But at that point, like, almost everybody at school, like, I knew everybody at school and everybody knew me. Like, it wasn't – it didn't really change much Mm -hmm. until – more grades started to come in. So, like, I would say, like, when the younger people started to come in and they knew me, you know, only on social media. Right, right. Whereas, you know, when I came junior year, most of the people knew me from school, mm-hmm. like, no matter what. So then as soon as it was, like, people knew me from social media and then got to know me in person, that was, like, kind of funny because, you know, I would have people run up to me at day drinks, run up to me at parties, say hi. But it was never, like, it was never anything crazy, yeah. like, it was just fun and it was really cool. It was cool to, like, you know, make the connections and meet people that had been watching me or would tell me, oh, my God, I watched your your Elon vlogs, like, because I was coming here yeah. or, yeah, all that. So that was, like, super cool. I would say it actually is – it actually affects more of my social life in New York oh, really? than it did in college because mm-hmm. college, it was, like, I was always surrounded by people that – I knew and then anybody else it was like yeah they're just like oh yeah Audrey like yeah she makes TikToks we know we yeah. get it yeah. and at that point it was it was old news mm-hmm. um now you know you go out in public and th- there's yeah there's a lot of influencers there's more yeah there's a lot of influencers in New York but I feel like I don't know you it's not every day that you see the people that are on your for you page all the time which right. is super cool. And like, I love when I see people that I like their videos, like mm-hmm. I get so excited and it really is awesome. Like people get so excited when they see me out and I get to like talk to everybody. It makes me so happy and it's super, super cool. But I would say that it happens way more in New York, They're but there's more, more people. people. Yeah. So yeah. And also TikTok is kind of location based. So when I'm in New York, New York people see my videos. Right. So yeah. Yeah. But it's really cool.
0: You mentioned that, like, transitioning to New York, it was, like, kind of difficult, like, your Mm -hmm. first year. Yeah. Um, How did you find inspiration to, like, continue to create or make, like, new, like, fun content while you were kind of feeling, like, a little discouraged?
1: Honestly, like, I still have a tough time. Like, right now I'm still kind of in that, I think, transition because I think – I don't know why recently. I I just, I feel like I used to be a lot more creative and I don't know where that creativity went. (laughs) Like, I don't know what happened. Um, So I'm trying to like find that again. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I definitely find that by watching other people that inspire me, such as like comedians and sketch comics and like I love SNL so like I love watching SNL like that always you know inspires me just like seeing the stuff that they're doing you should be on SNL. oh my god fingers crossed one day hopefully <laughs> but yeah just like stuff like that so like I'll watch that kind of stuff but you know especially like last summer was a tough transition because I was going from living in a house with three other girls who were my best friends in the world and then moved to a 300-square-foot apartment Mm -hmm. that, like, literally is smaller than this room Mm -hmm. and uh, living by myself and living all the way uptown. And I was not close to any of my friends and it was really tough. And I was also, like, getting out of a relationship, too. So then that was tough, but I think that, you know – once I broke out of my shell in New York and started to make new friends and like get new experiences and go out with new people, that was when I started to feel a little bit more inspired again and that was when I started to make like my doorman videos. So if you see me like talking to my doorman, I was like,
0: oh, I yeah, should record- doorman
1: so nice. He's the best yeah yeah. so I was like, oh, I should start to record these interactions like he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So then that was when I started making those or like, I made videos of, like, girl that just moved to New York, and those were really funny. Um, And, yeah, but recently I've been feeling a little uninspired. But, you know, it ebbs and flows, especially when you're creative. Like, you're never – you're not going to always feel like you have the best ideas ever and And all the time.
0: That's why it's challenging if, like, your career is content creation because you have to, like, kind of always be – on every single day, like, hit after hit after hit, you know? Yeah.
1: (laughs) And that makes it tough also because, like, I think another thing is, like, recently I've been doing, like, a lot of paid partnerships, which is the greatest thing ever. I mean, I'm so blessed that so many brands want to work with me and, you know, that I'm able to accept a lot of them. But when I'm thinking of ideas for them and not ideas for me, then kind of my my creative – my, you know – my capacity is kind of low. I'm yeah, like, oh, well, I don't really have any more ideas for the day. I kind of used that on that brand deal or the other two that I was thinking of. And, yeah. So, you know, that definitely makes things a little bit less – The it makes the creative juices flow a little bit less. But, you know, it's all good things. Good problems to have. Totally. For sure. Yeah. So
0: to switch it up a little bit, I'd love to play – like, a fun little diamond game with you.
1: Would love. Would love. I think that your diamonds are the coolest. Oh, thank
0: you. Yeah. Let me
1: <laughs> Okay. I'm so excited. So I'm going to rate them.
0: Well, what do you prefer? So we have rated them in the past, or we say, like, what kind of girl in New York wears this kind of ring? I think that might be fun.
1: Okay. What do you yeah. think? Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I feel like I'm not creative enough right now to like even come up with what kind of girl. We can do both. Let's do both. Yeah. Let's do both.
0: Okay. <laughs> so we're going to play a fun diamond game. I'm going to show you three of our diamond engagement rings, totally different styles. And you'll tell me one to 10 where you rate it personally. Okay. Like no judgment. And like what kind of style is it? Okay. What is it for? Okay. Got it. Okay. We'll start with this one. Okay. This is a four-carat oval on a pave diamond band, and you can like try them on. Oh,
1: wow, so pretty. Wait, let's see. Okay, this one I would rate. Me and myself, Tanner hands, don't mind me. It's so pretty. It's really tough for me to even rate these anything below a ten. No, you have to be <laughs> harsh. Um, because they're all be okay. pretty. I'll give this one an 8.2, and this is for, this is definitely, like, Tribeca Pilates mom, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's probably walking a golden retriever. Like, that's what I'm getting from this ring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting that, too.
1: Okay, cool. Glad we're on the same page. Like a
0: rich mom, but, like, standard. Yes, very much
1: so. It's It's nothing too, nothing too crazy. Yeah. She, but she, she likes,
0: she likes nice things. Yeah. This one is a radiant cut. It's a five carat center stone with trapezoid side stones.
1: Wow. So this like is this a little bit more like yellowy?
0: It's a lower color. Oh my god! You can be a gemologist. Yes. The first one was an E color. And well, because one... I watch your videos where you talk about this. Like I, I. Don't know. So yes, the first one was higher quality. It was an E color, and this one's an I color. So got it. Mm-hmm. A little lower.
1: Wow, it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how, like, I actually was able to tell. Like, I didn't think I would be able to actually tell. I mean, you have a good eye. There you go. Okay, this one – this one is going to go lower for me. Okay. Because I don't know if I – it feels a little fat on my finger. Mm -hmm. Like, because I I don't know. I feel like I already have pretty, like, thick fingers. So something that is also thick I feel like doesn't look great. Um, I would give this a – Six point eight. Okay. And but I think who would wear this? I'm trying to think. This would maybe be like Long Island mom. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, but like she's probably in her fifties. Okay. That's what I get. North of
0: Long Island.
1: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anything about Long Island. Nassau County mom. (laughs) (laughs) No idea
0: that's Perfect. just what I'm getting I can see where that. she's like I'm
1: in Long Island yes
0: like that <laughs> the more finger coverage for that. yes this one is an eight and a half carat eight and a half antique cushion cut set on a yellow gold band. whoa what clarity is this can you tell it's a little bit yellower so this is the lowest color because it's. oh an- really yes so that's an m color Okay. But since it's antique, it faces up a little bit whiter. So it's not going to be... It does. It doesn't look, look as yellow. It doesn't that? look that much yellower than this, even yeah, it though doesn't. it is lower in the scale. So antiques, you can go a little lower.
1: Got it. Wow. This <laughs> is sick. This is sick. It's pretty cool, right? It's really cool. Yeah. Like, it's just cool. Like, even though it's so simple, it's just, like, so beautiful because it sits so high and it's so big.
0: I think, like, the facets, like, are kind of chunky and unique.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Can you imagine pulling up somewhere and you're just like, hey, you guys, this is my ring. (laughs) Well, if anybody wants to propose to me, I do like this ring a lot. Um, How would you rate it? I would rate this – how much – How? what did I rate that one? An 8.2? Two. I would give this a 9.1 for sure. Definitely a 9.1. This is really cool. I mean, if it was, like – if I if it was like a higher clarity color. or higher color, mm-hmm. then it would probably be higher. Yeah, I think yeah. I would say a nine a nine seven. <laughs> um, but who would wear this? Me? <laughs> um, I don't know who would wear this. It's giving. It's definitely giving upper east side. I mean, yeah. Like you have, if you're gonna live in the upper east side, you gotta have an eight carat ring. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but no, this is this is stunning.
0: Love her. Perfect. Thank you so much for playing.
1: Oh, my God. Thanks for having me play. It's so fun. I love looking at them. Awesome. Wait, what's, like, the price of all those? I'm so curious. So, they range.
0: I would say this one's probably the most expensive because of the color quality. Yeah. This one's probably around, like, eighty five. Okay. This one is closer to, like... 6570. Okay. And then let me check this eight and a half care, but I think it's similar to that one. Not, oh god. Not it. like crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> no big
1: deal. Not not like that crazy. <laughs> nothing,
0: nothing too crazy. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh yeah, 88K for this one. Okay. That's not like like it's crazy. Like like, you know, it's a- But it's but, not but like it's, a million dollars or anything. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Anyway, I'll just I'll make sure I tell yeah. my future fiancé that we're going to you. Okay, amazing. (laughs) That'll be so sick.
0: (laughs) And now we kind of know, like, what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) what, um, now that you are here pursuing your acting career, like, what Mm -hmm. are your, like, goals in terms of your profession for the next, like, five, ten years?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So, like I said, I love SNL. (laughs) I would love to you know, end up there someday. I don't think that, that that would happen within the next five years. Maybe more like the next uh, – maybe maybe would. Know. You know what? Let's not put that bad energy you into know. the world. I think it, it could potentially happen. I just need – I want to get into more sketch comedy in the city. So, like, you know, doing improv classes and working with other sketch comedians and, you know, creating stuff with them because obviously – My ideas can only go so far because it's only me, you know, doing them on my TikTok. But if I can actually like flesh out like a little sketch with multiple characters and actors to play it, then that's also more fun. And, you know, you can just go further with that. Um, So I'd like to, you know, tap into that more and then hopefully one day end up on SNL and do that kind of stuff. Um, But I also do love TV and film. And I would love to do, you know, something on a streaming platform, like, you know, the like Outer Banks, like all of those shows did so well. And I love that type of stuff. So, I mean, that would be a dream to, you know, be a lead in one of those shows. Or Summer I Turned Pretty. I love that show. Like, if I could have been a lead on on that show, I would have been thrilled. Like, something like that. I just love the vibes. Like And oh, it was just so good. And I'm so excited it's coming back out, I think in the end of June or July. And then I also want to play Glinda in Wicked. And I'm actually going to see Wicked tomorrow night, which I'm so excited about. Um, But yeah, no, I really want to play Glinda. That's like, but it's really, what's funny is that that's really the only place that I see myself on Broadway right now. There's not a ton of shows where I'm like, oh yeah, I could be in that, I could be in that, I could be in that. I really only see it in Glinda, in Wicked. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for Sweeney Todd, I could be Joanna and Sweeney Todd but somebody else is playing it right now so <laughs> and it's a revival so it probably won't be running for su- for super long but yeah So we're we're manifesting all of that. Manifesting all of those things. And I'm really into manifesting. I don't know about you, but I I am
0: really into it. Are you? How do you do
1: it? I do. (laughs) Well, I do vision. I have a vision board that I make at the beginning of each year. And then I put a vision board on as my phone background every few months. But then I make a list of like the things that like that we're going for on that vision board. So like, on my vision board for the beginning of this year, I had go to Europe with a brand. And within three weeks, I got invited to London with YSL. Oh, my God. Which
0: amazing. was the craziest
1: thing ever. So that happened. And I did book said thing, um, which is so cool. And it's like I literally put, like, a person on a red carpet and, like, a filming set and, like, all those things. And, yeah. But So I do that. And then um, – I write affirmations in the morning and write what I'm grateful for in the morning. And then I'm also very into lucky girl syndrome. Me too,
0: very into it. I am,
1: no, I'm like one of the luckiest girls you'll ever meet. Like, but it's funny because (laughs) it actually happens all the time now. Like, so when we were... How
0: can, how can we be lucky girls?
1: Well, I would say the way that you can be a lucky girl is also you have to focus on the positive because the more that you focus on the positive, the more the positive comes into focus. Because it's like, if I don't know, if you think about things in life, like I was at the airport actually last week and I was like, oh my God, like where am I going to find this rental car? And then I look up at the sign and it says rental cars. I was like, oh, my God, they have so many signs for rental cars. But I didn't know they had so many signs for rental cars because I was never looking for the signs for rental cars. But it's kind of that way in life. If you're never looking for the positive things and, like, taking notice of the positive things, you're not going to notice them. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you know, acknowledging them. so And I also, like... I'm just a big energy person. Like, if you're putting bad vibes out, like, it's not going to come back to you. Like, you, those bad vibes are going to come back to you. Like, you have to keep putting good energy out into the world, and then it, the world will hopefully, fingers crossed, reward you, and you will be lucky.
0: I've been, um, I was telling them today, I've been really into Buddhist fables and teaching. Oh, what? Please so there's expand. This, there's this one that has stuck with me, and it's about, okay, so... If I have a gift that I'm giving to you and you don't accept it, who does that gift belong to?
1: If you have a gift and I don't accept it, who does it belong to? I guess you.
0: Right. So it goes back to me. Yeah. So it's the same thing with like negativity or like toxicity. It's like if you're giving it to me and I just don't accept it, then then you're just the one stuck with it. And that's like how I've been thinking about things.
1: So if you so have I am projecting
0: negativity onto you, but got you it. just do not accept that gift. You keep I'm the negative. Yes. And no, it's it doesn't so true. You. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: But it's <laughs> so true. It's so true. I mean, people that give bad vibes and like bad energy and complain all the time, like, and I mean, hey, it's easier said than done yeah. for it's, sure.
0: It's harder it's, to be positive. No, it
1: is. But I think also, like, I think for me, it, it, I made a, I made a TikTok, it's in my drafts. Uh, I made a TikTok the other day because I was like, you know, I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, things are going so well. I feel like something bad has to happen. Like, like what's going to happen? And then I was like, mm, wait a minute. <laughs> All the trauma that I went through in high school and early college, actually, that's why things are so good right now. It's repaying me. Um, but like, you know, I think that like I have been through a lot of stuff. I won't get into it, but like I went through a lot in high school and early college. And I think it gave me a much better perspective on life. And I think it makes me appreciate small things a lot more. And, you know, that's why like I never understand like when people are complaining, 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 I'm like, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Like we shouldn't be complaining that I don't I, I can't even think of an example, but you know, it's just kind of it's crazy to me because I'm just like, oh, come on. Like it could be so much worse. And if you just like take a step back at the end of the day, like you have a roof over your head, you have a family or friends that love you, like things are gonna be okay. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I think that way a lot. Um, and yeah. And I
0: am really excited. Are there any, like, projects you can share with us that you're working on? Literally,
1: no, which is so crazy, is both of them I, like, can't talk about just yet. there are big things that we can look out for. Big things you can look out for. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. Yeah.
0: Where can people, like, follow you, um...
1: You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Audrey Challenger. It's A-U-D-R-E-Y-T-R-U-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. And that's
0: it. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having Such me. A, like, breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm Olivia Landau, founder of The Clear Cut, and you just listen to Cozying Up, where we feature women that inspire us. You can tune into episodes wherever you listen to your favorite shows and find us on social media at The Clear Cut.